Today's dars will be about anger. We're going to talk a little bit about how we should behave when we get angry. And the reason I was uh, going to touch on this is I've it's come to my knowledge that anger is an issue that uh, unfortunately uh, has a wide array of application amongst our youth and adults alike. And managing anger for some is very difficult and for others is very easy. And therefore those of us who may be weak, may need that extra push or help, it's important for us to understand how we should behave when we're angry, what uh, we should do to suppress the anger, and how should we overall deal with anger management. <coughs> I felt it important that we start off today with some ahadith. I have about six or seven that I want to share with you and that each one kind of covers a little bit different aspect of what we should do in uh, times when we are feeling very angry. The first and foremost is where the Holy Prophet Muhammad says, after seeing two people who were angry at one another, he said, I know a word which, if you were to say it, what he feels would go away, the anger that he feels. He needs to say, I seek refuge with Allah from shaitan, from Satan. Auzu billahi shaitan. He says, and all his anger would go away. So when you are very angry, or you are about to have a fit of anger, or somebody has said something that you know will set you off, Start to say, Auzu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. Auzu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem. It is also something that psychologists today will say, you know, you just have to calm down, start to breathe, and just try to ease yourself into um, getting rid of the anger. Because anger is almost like you're in a fit. You have lost your, your senses. So you have to just slow down. So instead of just saying nothing or just breathing, try to breathe while you are trying to say, Auzu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajeem as anger, in fact, is kindled by the devil himself. This is what the Holy Prophet Muhammad He says, anger is a smoldering amber that is kindled by Satan. So basically, like in another hadith, it says that with regards to anger, it says anger comes from the devil. The devil was created of fire, and fire is extinguished only by water. So when one of you becomes angry, he should perform ablution. So what it's saying here is that just like you say, when you're angry, you, like you're burning inside. That there's a reality behind that. You feel this fire inside. A negative kind of fire where you're just angry. You can't see anything. You're, you have a tunnel vision onto the issue that you're dealing with. And for some of us, we get so angry that we don't know what we're going to say, how we're going to behave. There's a, a khadim who came to me and says, I have anger issues. Sometimes when I get very angry, my parents have said something very simple. But I get so angry that I can punch a wall. Or recently he mentioned, he said, I punched a mirror and you know, shattered the whole thing. And he says, a few minutes after that, I was calm and I realized that I had overreacted. So there are times when we face anger at that very moment. There is a, there is a burning sensation within us. So when you are feeling that, there are various ahadiths, various instructions that if you are angry, sit down. If you are sitting, lay down. Do whatever you have to do to calm yourself. Okay? 
In the same way, he says here, the Holy Prophet Muhammad wasallam, that water is the only thing that will extinguish fire in this case. And so the best way to get rid of your anger is by doing wuzu. <coughs> let me give you a very simple example of this. All of you are familiar with this, but you may not have associated with anger management. There was a man named Umar. And one day he wakes up and he decides he's had enough of the Holy Prophet Muhammad He gets his sword and he says, I'm going to finish him off. I'm heading towards his home now. And as he's going there, somebody stops him and says, where are you going? It looks like you have a serious anger, like you're about to do something crazy. What are you about to do? He says, I'm about to go and kill the Holy Prophet Muhammad And so this person says, well, why are you bothering with him? Why don't you focus on your family first? So what do you mean? He said, your own sister and your brother-in-law, they've become Muslim. Why don't you go address them first? And so because he was in this angry fit, he says, all right, that's absolutely right. So he goes straight to his sister's home. And in his angry, uh, you know, in his, within his anger or the, the fit that he was having, he began to, you know, wrestle with his brother-in-law and was yelling and screaming. And in the midst of all of that, his sister came in the middle and she got injured. So now all of a sudden his fit was over. He realized what he was doing. He realized he was just out of it. So he stopped for a moment <coughs> and he starts to try to mend the, the injury that he just gave his sister. But what does his sister say? Anybody remember? She orders him to do something. Anybody know what? Clean himself? Clean himself what specifically? No? Yeah, good. Uh, something else before that. Take a shower. Wuzu. Wuzu. She says, go and do ablution. Now he was, of course, he was angry at first. Now he's feeling guilty. So he says, okay, fine, I'll go do wuzu. But what did that do? It calmed him so much that by the time he came back from doing wuzu, he then said, okay, recite what you're reciting. Let me hear it. And then when they recited something, what happened? Instantly, his mind had changed. He was open-minded. He could hear what they were trying to read. And therefore, he in fact went with the same sword in hand, but instead embraced the Holy Prophet Muhammad And This is, of course, Hazrat Umar who became the second Khalifa. So, always remember that was also an example of anger. And how beautifully his sister understood the best way to calm that anger was through evolution, through just taking a moment. One of our... Um, recent converts, he in fact lives very close to here. Uh, he's in Long Island. His name is Michael, and uh, he mentioned to us before, before he joined Ahmadiyyat Islam. He's a Christian in his background. And in the beginning, when he started coming to the mosque, he would just come and observe. <coughs> He'd come to coffee cake, he would observe. And eventually, uh, we took him to the Bronx. And we decided, we said, today, why don't you pray with us? And he said, I would love to. But we said, before you pray with us, we want you to come in with us and let's go do wuzu. He says, sure, I don't know what that is, but let's go ahead. He goes into the restroom and we show him how to do wuzu. The moment he walks out, he says that, to be honest, my entire life I have taken showers and everything, but I have never felt as pure and clean as I do now. After not taking a shower, simply doing wuzu. That was a tipping point for him to realize. And look, it's just wuzu, that's it. As simple as that. So... It's small things like this, but again, 
they can go a long way. So if you do have anger issues, this is something that you can remember. Tell your relatives around you that if I'm angry, maybe throw some water at me. I don't know if that'll make you more angry or not. Uh, but find ways uh, to control your anger. Okay. Another place the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, mentions, he says, that rage is a type of madness because the one who is enraged feels regret later on. And if he does not feel regret, then his madness has become ingrained. So what he is saying here is that each one of us will get angry. You know, different levels, but we'll get angry. He said, but if after the anger, after the anger has subsided, if you feel regret, that's good. That means you can control your anger and you can work on it. But if after the anger you no longer feel regret, now it is part and parcel of your body. Now it has overcome you. Now you need serious help. You may even need professional help. Because what ends up happening is that if we feel angry, we say something even between husband and wife. There are times you get angry. You may want to say something loudly. Or your wife may want to say something loudly. Either way. But if afterwards you feel like what you did and the way you did it was okay, then it has become part of you and then the marriage will continue to deteriorate. So what is important is that you feel the regret afterwards. And you mend that, <coughs> just like Hazrat Umar tried to mend it whatever way he could. So this is also important for us to remember. In addition to this, controlling our strength is actually uh, a very, very important asset in, in, in in showing how strong you are, for example. The Holy Prophet Muhammad said, he says, shall I tell you who is the toughest and strongest among you? You know, we always have ishtama, and we have the strongest man competition. And everybody's always talking about how tough we are, how strong you are. And even at school, I know that in some schools there's, there is still fighting and wrestling and whatnot, and this is completely normal. And they'll be like, you know, who's tougher, who's bigger? They'll start pushing each other. Maybe they'll even throw a few punches. But here the Holy Prophet says, let me tell you who is the toughest and the strongest among you. He says, the one who controls himself when he is angry. It's easy to just become an animal, right? If you see animals, when they fight each other, they go crazy and then they, they start attacking each other. And they might turn around and be fine after a few minutes. And the same happens between two humans. When you see them, next time you're, you happen to be seeing a fight, you'll notice this. That they come, just become like they're animals. They start fighting with each other. Then if they win, it's just a matter of who was more of an animal, right? What the Holy Prophet Muhammad, his, one of his goals was to take us from our animal state into a human state. And from a human state to an angelic state, to a spiritual state, a divine state. So we cannot get to the angel side of it until we've left the animal. And to do that, you have to understand that when you are having your angry fit, you are no longer behaving like a human, let alone an angel. You are in fact behaving like an animal. So it's very important for you to start to process that and understand it. And then help yourself through that transition. Because when you are able to be calm, you know that this is something that makes you angry. And it's something that normally you would punch a wall into, right? And yet you control that anger. That is one of the strongest traits you could possibly have. So keep that in mind as well. As it's a blessing to have that ability to control your anger. And this goes for both men and women. Uh, women may react differently when they are angry. They might yell. 
uh, they might scream, they might break things. Uh, for men, they might yell and scream and curse and, and they might break walls and they might hit people. So there are various ways that men and women will show their anger. It might even be for kids. <coughs> kids get angry, they start uh, you know, yelling and screaming and maybe they may even try to break something. So what's important to remember is that even as kids, even when we're young, we should not have tantrums, we should not have you know, out-of-control bursts. We have to remain calm and cool because remember, we're not animals, right? We're not dogs and cats and, and, uh, and rabbits and whatnot. We're not hamsters. We are human beings. We are above and beyond those things. We can understand. We can connect with God. We have reason. We have all of those traits that animals do not have. Okay? So we should always remember that. Another thing that's very important, especially between husband and wife, he says that if any of you become angry, let him keep silent. Okay? Especially between husband and wife. Okay? If you are very, very angry, it's better you just shut your mouth. Don't say anything. Because it's possible what you say will be so offensive that later you will not be able to take it back. Maybe you'll say something that will damage your marriage itself. Maybe you'll say something that you notice only in anger, but it's not a reality. And you may say it and it'll hurt the other person's feeling. And you may never be able to walk away from it. So the best thing to do is remain quiet. In fact, our beloved Khalifa has said this. He said it's almost like having a pause button. He said the moment one of, one, one of you two between husband and wife starts to yell, the other one should just remain quiet. Let them yell, let them say whatever they want to. You should remain quiet. And have a pause situation, if both of you can understand. Then both of you pause. Spend an hour, two hours, three hours apart. Just spend a few hours. You'll realize after those few hours have passed that what you were arguing about was so nonsensical, it was so useless, so small. And at that time you were just angry, so you were both fighting for it. But it didn't mean anything because your love for each other is above and beyond that. So this is also something important to remember. Our Khalifa has mentioned this as a way for us as husband and wife to keep that peace within our homes. Another one, of course, I've mentioned already. He says, do not get angry. And if you do, then sit down <coughs> and reflect upon the power of your Lord over his creation and his clemency towards them. And if one tells you to fear Allah, expel your anger and remind yourself of your own clemency. So always remind yourself that God Almighty has been so forgiving to you, you too should be forgiving. <coughs> These are some of those traits that you can find in a hadith themselves. In addition to this, there was a Friday sermon of Hazuri, Hazuri Anwar, Ayyadar wa Ta'ala bin Asad Aziz, on October 10th, in 2014 in fact. Um, where Hazur himself mentioned, he said, he said the promised Messiah has said that even, he said that a person who does not pay the dues of man, does not show courtesy as commanded by God, his worship will only pretense as it, as it would not have brought about any good change in him. It would not have instilled any humility in him. He says that God commands us to suppress our anger treat others with courtesy and not to uh, abstinate about our mistakes and try and pay dues to mankind. Then Hazur says, he says that video cameras are freely available nowadays. If someone makes a video of themselves in a rage while they are angry and plays it back once they come to their senses, they would be really embarrassed of how they have behaved. 
And it's really true. If we had live replays on the things that we say and do, we would regret most of those things. So it's important for us to remember that as well. <coughs> Furthermore, he quotes from the promised Messiah. He says, remember wisdom and anger completely repel each other. Remember, wisdom and anger completely repel each other. And whoever is patient and displays a model of even-mindedness and given a light which freshly illuminates his senses, and then light goes on to create light. Since anger and fury darkens the heart and the mind, darkness goes on to engender darkness. He also said, remember a person who is harsh and is short-tempered can never utter words of wisdom and discernment. The heart which leaps into fury and is enraged, enraged when faced with opposing side is deprived of sagacity. And the mouth that recklessly utters foulness is deprived. Anger and wisdom do not go together. A short-tempered person is foolish and dull of, her, of perception. <coughs> he does not ever triumph in any field. Anger is half frenzy, and when it flares up, it can turn into <coughs> proper frenzy. Furthermore, the Promised Messiah says that two factors lead a person to a state of frenzy. Frenzy means you just get so angry that you have no idea what's going on, you have no control over yourself. He said, when he thinks ill of others, and when his anger becomes excessive. These are the two reasons why somebody will get into these frenzies when they think ill of others, and when his anger becomes excessive. Therefore, it is essential that one should avoid thinking ill of others and also avoid anger. So some of these examples just show us that we should stay away from being short-tempered. We should not get angry. We should not allow ourselves to do that because the result will simply be that we won't be using our mind. We won't be using the wisdom that God has given us to make the right decisions, the right judgment call, the right uh, action at that point in time because we'll have been so, so much engrossed by our anger that we won't be able to fix that situation. As we were further said, he said, Amadis, we need to instill patience, fortitude and even-mindedness. We need to shun harshness and anger in our daily life with family as well as outside the family. If we do not wish our mental capacities to be ruined, we need to avoid thinking ill of others and avoid anger. Anger should only be channeled for reformation purposes and not to feed one's ego. So what this also means is that sometimes we get angry because we have lost our mind, right? And that anger is just <coughs> misplaced. But other times, we find that our kids have done something wrong, right? A parent will get angry. Is that right? Sometimes our beloved Hazur will get angry, right? He does not have the same context of what we're talking about here. Because their anger is channeled with wisdom. Same must go for a parent. If your son comes home or your daughter comes home and they've done something wrong that you are not happy with, you can display anger without losing your mind. Okay? Without having such a frenzy or a fit where you're uncontrollable. You should display anger controlled with your mindset that you know that you are showing that you're angry. Because example, if somebody comes home and says, Yo, you know, my dad tells their dad, you know, I stole this TV, for example. Okay? It's a 75-inch TV. 
I just took it from class, right? If the parent says, oh, good job, beta, what will happen? <laughs> we'll have a big problem, right? So he has to display some sort of, some form of anger, right? So at that point, what anger he shows will be important. But if he loses his mind and breaks the TV, well, that's not going to do any good either, right? Because you have to return the TV, right? So all of these factors, keep in mind. You know, it's, a, it's a silly example, but it's important to remember, okay? That what, how you behave in situations, it's important to show your kids when you are displeased. But it has to be controlled. You have to still be in your senses. You cannot be like you're intoxicated where you have lost your senses. So we leave it at this. The last thing I want to quote is from the Promised Messiah He said that excessive anger leads one to lose their faith. Again, excessive anger leads one to lose their faith. He also said that the beauty of Islam is in high morals, <coughs> suppressing needless anger and promoting forgiveness. May Allah help us to do that. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ali Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim inna ka hamidun majid.